0: Welcome to The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. I am Alison Kaczkowski, your host. Thank you so much for tuning in to check out exactly what we're talking about. Self-care means so many things to people. It's one of the reasons I decided to start this show. And you'll hear self-care discussed from a number of different angles in this space. I am grateful to have you with me, and I hope you get a lot out of what I'm gonna share with you today. Welcome to this edition of the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care, everyone. I'm Allison Katzkowski your host. Thank you for joining me on this Tuesday morning. So today, I always love it when I get a chance to talk to another coach, particularly somebody in the area of high-performance mindset belief building, anything along those lines. And if you know me and you've been following me for a while in this space, you know these are subjects I love to talk about. So my guest today is, her name is Kamini Wood. We were able to connect online. She is also a coach and she uh, coaches people on um, the various things that I was just talking about. So I'm looking forward to getting her perspective today. Kamini, thank you for joining me.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Of course, of course. So before we get into our because I know we talked about a few things before we got on the air. Um, why don't you just introduce yourself to my audience, tell my audience a little bit about you, um, about your background, how you got to do what it is that you do?
1: Sure. So I am, again, Comedy Wood. I'm based in North Carolina, but I do work with individuals all over the world. Uh, I am a professional coach uh, w- who works one-to-one with people on understanding what limiting beliefs might be holding them back, either professionally or personally or both. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why or how I ended up in this position that I'm in and running this business that I run was not a linear path. Uh truthfully, I came from a very traditional background. You know, you go to school, you get your degree, you go work in the workforce, you try to do the best you can, get married, have kids, all that fun stuff, uh-huh. which I don't disagree with at all. Yeah. However, what ended up happening was I was operating with that people pleasing, perfectionist, overachieving uh background. Uh-huh. And while I was building that world, I also became a mom, a mom times five. So my oldest is 21. My youngest is nine. And as they started to grow up, I started to see them becoming people pleasers and really allowing that perfectionism to take hold and recognizing that they were getting that from me. So while Ah, I was having this success in the business world, I was also recognizing that there were limitations on what I was able to achieve because of some of my own belief systems. And I was seeing it mirrored in my children. So I went through my own self-growth, my own self-transformation. And through that process, realized that truthfully, I was actually meant to work with people. I had always wanted Mm. to work with people and help them because I'm a very empathetic person. But because of living to to external validations and what I thought I should do I had veered away from that and so through this growth process on a on a you know that self level I then realized that that's what I was meant to do I was meant to learn that I was meant to go down this path so that I could help others do the same thing and so then that's when I really went through a lot of training in how to really coach people how to help them uncover their own false beliefs, their own limiting beliefs, and hold that space for them in order to move forward, which uh-huh. that's essentially how I catapulted myself into okay. them in now. <laughs>
0: okay. So there's a there's a there's a whole lot there. So so I I think what I would like to start with in our conversation is this idea of people pleasing. First of all, why do you think people do it?
1: So I think that there's different reasons why people-pleasing comes up. And I do think that um, for for me personally, I can speak to it and saying that my people-pleasing was rooted in wanting to prove that I was worthy or enough or lovable. Um, I grew up in a, uh, I'm a daughter of immigrant parents, grew up in a predominantly white town. I had a name, my name is comedy. It sticks out. It's weird. It's odd. Um, different. And so, I would say
0: different. different. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I wouldn't it's say weird. Out. I think being it's, different is a good thing. Look at my last out. name for Pete's sake. Talk about different,
1: right? <laughs> it's so funny. And talking about last names, now that I'm married, my last name is wood. I just use that as my go by. I'm <laughs> asking somebody says, what's, what's the name on the order? Wood.
0: <laughs> it's uh-huh. a lot
1: easier. Yeah. Anyway, right. so I go off on tangents. Right. Um, No, but, but really that's where my people pleasing came from because I, I was trying to prove that I was, I was worthy. I was worthy of being liked. I was worthy of being one of the, like being accepted into the crowd, into the fold. Um, And then also with immigrant parents, I didn't want to be a burden. So if I could people please, and, and, and it wasn't a conscious decision. It was just, if I could ensure that other people were happy, then I was, I was not causing waves. I wasn't a burden and I was. I was enough where I was worthy of receiving that love. So for me, that was my story. I do think that each one of us have a different root of where that people pleasing comes from. Uh-huh. And it it generally lies in some type of false belief about self.
0: Hmm. Interesting. So you say that you think there are several different aspects, if you will, of people pleasing. What 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 does that look like? So like I is there that, like type A people pleasing is this type mm-hmm. B people pleasing is this? Like are there are there really different cons?
1: So I do think that each one of us will people please in a different way. Like for instance, I am um, a type A personality. My people pleasing will I will continue to give and give and give and overfunction, uh-huh. um, and and just over-function to the point of sometimes resentment. I do think other people will people please in ways of just trying to keep the peace for instance. So they'll just go with the flow.
0: They're not because yeah, they don't want to upset the apple cart. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah.
1: So like I've I've worked with a lot of clients who might be in a relationship where they really don't state their needs or their wants because they just want to keep the peace within the house. Uh-huh. So that's in a different way that we people please. We're not truly um in those moments, I don't think that it's active, like I'm going to go out of my way to do A, B, and C for that person, but instead it's more of I'm going to dim my light, kind of blend into the background, which is another form of people-pleasing, mm-hmm. in order to not cause any ripples within within the family dynamic, mm-hmm. or sometimes even at work. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll do that in workplace environments as well.
0: Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I just, I hadn't thought of it that way because I think when people say, I'm really bad at people-pleasing, or... Um, I tend to be a people pleaser. I think what what really comes up for me when I hear people talk about that is what you talked about in your second uh, definition, if you will, that people do it because they don't want to cause any conflict. They don't want to upset the apple cart. You know, they don't want to like make waves, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So when people talk about that, people pleasing, that's really what comes up for me.
1: Yeah. And, and I think that is a very common one. For me, people pleasing was that over-functioning let yeah. me ensure that you're happy.
0: Yeah. Oh, you're
1: not happy? Okay, what can I do to make you happy?
0: Yeah, because you want to be liked and accepted, like mm-hmm. you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, and I do think honestly that all of us, if we're really being honest, deep down, that we we all have this desire to be liked and accepted. I mean, it's a basic human need, right? And I think even the, even the most successful people that I know, the people, you know, people in the world that you think, I bet they never have a day where they doubt themselves in their life, right? They just Mm -hmm. seem to like have it all, they're confident, Mm -hmm. you know, they just Mm -hmm. seem to have it all together. I really think behind the scenes you know, if you can call it that, that deep down, I think we all have a desire to be liked and accepted and we want to be, you know, part of that in group, if you will. You know, we, I think we, we all have that. I think people just show it differently, you know, and people exhibit it differently and people look to have that need filled in a number of different ways.
1: Absolutely. As humans are relational beings, right? Yeah, so we, right. we We're have this to be with innate, other
0: people. Right. Exactly.
1: We yeah. want to find our tribe. We want to feel like we belong. And
0: mm-hmm. that's really
1: important in just terms, in terms of survival. And that's why when we feel isolated and the pandemic showed us this, right. When we oh, felt totally. isolated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was very obvious to all of us, how relational we really are. Yeah, And you're, I think you're absolutely right. Is that people will show it in different ways. Some yeah. people do it from this place of seeking out that external validation in order mm-hmm. to say okay now I'm worthy of being I'm worthy of belonging to this group but yeah. others are able to really go within into that yeah. intrinsic place of self acceptance to say okay I belong because I know that I'm already worthy right we're not doing yeah. it from trying to source it from some type of external validation
0: yeah yeah I agree I agree so do you think then in your up coaching opinion here do you think mm-hmm. that you know, if if people find themselves in kind of a habitual pattern that's not serving them, you know, and to use your example, they're continually like overextending themselves, even if it's their at their expense, you know, to try to help somebody out, do something, whatever. Or in the case of what I talked about, doing it to not upset the apple cart, if you will. Um, how does that lead to them? forming, I guess, what you can call a limiting belief. And and look, I, I use that word kind of loosely because I think people throw it around like it's some kind mm. of commodity. But the reality is, is we all have limiting beliefs. You know, we all just have different ways that we manage them and deal with them, right? Yeah, yeah. It's interesting too.
1: That's why I use the term false belief uh, mm-hmm. in conjunction with limiting beliefs, yeah. because I do agree with you that yeah. it's become somewhat of a common, um, it's become common to just sort of say limiting beliefs, I'm getting rid of my limiting beliefs, and and I don't mean to di- diminish that term. No, no, all, no. I think you're but right. But it's yeah. It's really it. What the reason why I use the term false belief is it's because we've made it mean something falsely about ourselves, and it's holding us back.
0: Yeah. Well, really, I mean, when it comes down to it, all a belief is is it's a thought that we've thought often. We have yeah. thought it so much it seems mm-hmm. factual, right? Yeah. So and yes. that's why they're there and that's why people. What you believe, say, for example, could be so perfectly crystal clear to you, but it wouldn't necessarily be crystal clear to me. And that's because we assign our own meaning to what our beliefs are. And I think the same is true for limiting beliefs, too.
1: Absolutely. I mean, it goes even to the the um, just the perceptions that people have of us, right? Yeah. We assign a meaning to that perception that they have of us, and then that creates our own Or other reality. So for example, if somebody has a perception of, like for me, for instance, one of the things that I would never want somebody to perceive me as a selfish, Mm -hmm. well, I have to ask myself, well, why comedy? Why would that be a problem? Well, because I would make it mean that I'm not a good
0: person. Yeah.
1: So we're taking the perception that we believe they have about us. And then we make it mean something about us again, that leads to another false belief.
0: Yeah. Well, and selfish can mean different things to different people, too. There are a lot of people out there that think self-care is selfish. Oh, totally. Saying yes to themselves as being extravagant or excessive or, you know, oh, I couldn't do that because that would be Mm -hmm. selfish. And I'm like, really? So by diminishing yourself, in order to do something else, that's being selfish. I'm not quite sure I follow that.
1: <laughs> totally. I, I, that's why I, I challenge people to try to use the term self rather uh-huh. than selfish because yeah. selfish is sort of, if we look at the the meaning around selfishness and just what it kind of denotes, right? It's that we're taking care of ourselves in detriment to somebody else. Mm -hmm. We're not doing, if we're taking care of ourselves, it's not because we're trying to hurt somebody else. We're not putting them down. We're actually doing something from a selfful perspective. If I can do this for myself then I'm actually, I am filling myself back up so that I can show up in a more complete way with the people that I'm in relationship with.
0: Yeah. Well, and I would actually argue that continuing to diminish yourself in whatever capacity, whether you're, whether you can't say yes to yourself, whether you don't feel like you can invest in yourself, you can't do something for yourself and and your excuses as well, that's selfish. I need to put my energy into my family, into my, you know, all these other places. And look, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not pointing fingers at people who do that. But I'm just saying, I would actually argue that that line of thought is in fact selfish because you're, you know, putting yourself in a position where, you know, you're not helping yourself. And to mm-hmm. me, that's not being, that's not thinking ahead enough with respect to what's best for you.
1: Yes. And on that line of thought too, if we're really going to stick with the line of selfishness, if we're not taking care of ourselves, then we are actually eventually going to affect those that we love, right? Because yeah. we're not showing up in, in not the a way that we, that we, we want. can. And
0: mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. a way that we want, because there's going to be all kinds of things that happen as a result of that, right?
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Yeah. yeah. So I've got a cool invitation for you ever since the pandemic turned the health and fitness and wellness industry on its collective head. What I'm feeling called to do now is to help health and fitness entrepreneurs build and innovate and grow in their businesses. And I've opened up a brand new community on Facebook and I would love for you to come over and join me there. So if you are a business owner If you are working on a brand new idea, if you're developing a new product, or if you're feeling called to serve at a higher level within the health and fitness and wellness space in the collective, I wanna invite you to come over and join me there. Join me over in my Innovate and Grow for fitness and wellness professionals in the coaching space on Facebook. I would love to have you there. We've got lots of really fun things going on in there. I've got my weekly live show that I do every Wednesday at noon where I give away real informative business tips, the real stuff, folks. This isn't just some cheesy sales strategy. Come over and join me and innovate and grow for fitness and health wellness entrepreneurs on Facebook so that you don't miss any of the action. I will see you there. Let's go back to, I like the word that you use, selfful versus selfish tell me in your opinion like if we say i'm going to do this because i want to be selfful talk to me about that a little bit
1: yeah so i actually cannot take credit for the term selfful i cannot recall where i read it but it just really hit me as that is the antithesis to selfishness yeah. um and in terms of selfful acts you know it is literally it's about how are we filling ourselves up so a selfful act could be as simple as I'm going to take five minutes in my morning and drink a cup of coffee uninterrupted Mm -hmm. because in that five minutes, I am actually aligning with myself and I'm grounding myself. And then I'm able to potentially interact with my children Mm -hmm. in a very loving way during breakfast and carpool, right? Mm -hmm. So that's an example of a selfful act. You can do larger selfful acts where it's learning how to say no and set boundaries because what that is doing is saying, I know where the line is for me and what works for me. It's not because we're being mean to other people. It's simply acting in a selfful capacity to say this is okay for mm-hmm. me and this is not okay for me. And when I draw that line, I'm not I'm not just respecting myself, I'm respecting you because yeah. I'm able to communicate that to you yeah. in a way that's healthy versus not setting those boundaries and then eventually resenting the other person yeah. because we feel like Which is usually what ends up it.
0: happening. If we continue Absolutely. to say yes, when we really mean no, at mm-hmm. some point we're just, we are going to become very, we're going to become angry and and really we're just shoving that anger down and we're just choosing not to deal with it.
1: Absolutely. We right? shove it down and we pretend that it doesn't exist until eventually we become volcanoes and it explodes and erupts yeah. on
0: us. Yeah, because <laughs> it always comes back around, right? it, it, it be,
1: emotions need to be processed Yeah, you know yeah. that's that's and so often we are afraid or sometimes you know as we grew up maybe our the way we grew up in our family or society or culture or even our own personalities maybe shamed us from having certain emotions and the truth is that emotions are just data packets yeah. they're here giving us information on something yeah. that we need yeah. and if we could actually just respect it and recognize that we don't have to shame ourselves for it
0: Well, it's, they're just vibrations in our bodies. And it's to your point, it's, they're just giving us information. So that's always how we can tell if we're on the right track or not with something. Absolutely. You know, if something really makes us feel great, then that's something we need to take a look at. If it's something that's really hurtful or makes us doubt or question ourselves or causes us anxiety, then we have to take a look at that as well. So it's really like a barometer, if you will, kind of a temperature check with ourselves. I think that's what I refer to it as. Absolutely. And the
1: more we ignore it, you know, we're either going to get what, if it's a thermometer check, it's either overheated or we don't take care of ourselves. And now we're, we freeze to death.
0: It's just, (laughs) I think, I think in society today, the way that we're conditioned to live and social media hasn't helped with this. It's, you know, we expect that things should happen quickly. And we expect that if we do X, Y, and Z, that we will get the result that we want, you know? And I think that, that causes a lot of angst with people when they don't see in their view how things should be working out and that can cause i think a lot of you know thoughts that become limiting if you will mm-hmm. or beliefs mm-hmm. that don't really serve us
1: absolutely and to your point especially in this work that that i that i've been in Engrossed in doing with people, Uh something that comes up routinely is the quick fix, right? Well, I've been I've been doing this for like you know a couple months, so I should have it now. Or you know, I read all these books, and so I just don't understand why it's not sticking. And the truth is, is that first of all, we are human, and we are evolving constantly. We're constantly learning, so this isn't about learning something like self-acceptance and self-love and being done and over with it. It's an evolving process. There's always yeah. going to be new layers. We're not trying yeah. to become immune to the challenges of the world. Yeah. This is just how do we deal with them and look at them differently? Yeah. But you know, to that point of, I want to do it quickly. Um, it is really important to give yourself time and grace to understand where the false beliefs lie, where they came from, It's not about sitting in it and and analyzing it, but it's just recognizing this is where it came from and then coming from that place of awareness, Mm -hmm. now deciding what is the action I'm going to take.
0: Yeah. And also deciding what you want it to mean, you know, and just because something has certain significance, say when you were younger, doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that it has to have the same significance now. That's the beauty of being able to, you know, as we increase our awareness to, kind of, you know, allow ourselves to evolve because just because we've been a certain way in the past doesn't mean that we have to be that way for the future.
1: Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. We can always look at things even from the past with a different lens. Yes. We don't have to con- we don't have to be tied to the same lens that we were looking at it with before.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mm-hmm. totally agree. So, just before we wrap up, what are some like helpful? I mean, I'm I'm trying to kind of wrap this up with a with a bow, if you will, because we've just there's mm-hmm. lots of golden nuggets here for people to take away. But um in terms of the you know, the people pleasing to forming, you know, which comes from the limiting belief to which kind of put can put us in a cycle if we're not really careful, what are some things that you think people could, you know, be more aware of, maybe like an easy one, two, three-step process. That, you know, people could use for themselves when they kind of find themselves in this cycle, if you will.
1: A lot of times what I say is that if we could really understand what our own personal values are, Mm -hmm. really come back home to those. Because I think a lot of times, especially with people pleasing, we start to lose track of what's important to us. If we can at least start there and ask ourselves, what do I truly value? What are my core values, like the top five, top three to five values? And just give yourself permission to lean into those, even just if it's 5% more. You know, just if I were to lean 5% more into my value of, you know uh determination for instance how would i show up today so it's recognizing that even these small little changes that we can make on a daily basis will come will they will absolutely compound and become larger changes down the line so but we have to start somewhere so really just recognizing and taking time to understand what's important to me is a good place to start
0: yeah i totally agree because i think if we get in the habit of people pleasing or you know, choosing to ignore something because we just don't quote unquote want to deal with it at this time. And instead we want, you know, assign some false meaning to it. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's always a good reminder to kind of check in with ourselves and say, does this really line up with who I am and who I really want to be? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I just, I think a lot of people don't really take time to do that, especially in today's world.
1: No, most of us are on autopilot. You know, yeah. most of us are, yeah, uh, we're like on oceans. a re-
0: repeat cycle, you know, <laughs>
1: exactly, yeah. exactly. So taking that time to slow down and asking, does this even align with me? Does, yeah. does this, does the choice I'm making right now align with me? Yeah. That's one way that we slow it down and we step off of that, you know, the autopilot and we, we really start taking charge yeah. of our own selves. Yeah,
0: totally. So let's say someone out there is listening and they're thinking, wow, this is so me, you know, that I can so, so see myself in this cycle and I just want to do something today to help myself. What would you tell them?
1: Uh, the first thing that I would say is sit down with self and make that list of the things that are, you know, your own personal values. And then the second thing that I would say are what are your needs? Because again, if we go back to the false beliefs and we go back to the people pleasing, it it's, you know, we we lose track of those things. So if we can just start there, that can be, that can be the the guidepost, right? That can be the anchoring system of, you know, who am I and what do I stand for? Um, that's the very first step in any of these these um, these challenges in terms of coming back home to self. It's yeah. who am I and what do I stand for?
0: Yeah. So recognizing what's important to you, what is it that I really want to get out of the situation that's going to help me? And really, mm-hmm. I think what's going to really give me some peace too. Mm-hmm. Right. And And, and detaching.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And, And the way that I usually frame that is what do you truly need? Right. Because a lot of times we lose track of what are our own authentic needs in a situation, whether it be a relationship, a workplace environment, a friendship. It's what do I actually need? That's, again, how we can start setting ourselves up to Mm -hmm. to make those larger and bolder moves of setting boundaries, of um, really communicating in a compassionate way to people what we what we would expect and what we need from them as well.
0: Well, and I think it's always an opportunity to ask ourselves just that. I mean, what is the opportunity here for me?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You know, and, and, and be willing to kind of stare that down and say. You know, sometimes the most challenging things give us the most growth. Oh, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, I 100% believe that um, in my soul. So, um, comedy, thank. this has been great just having a, this. I love having these kinds of conversations because it just, I think the more we can talk about stuff like this and, and relate it in really actionable terms, but in a simple way so that people don't feel like they just walk away with a laundry list of things to do, mm-hmm. Um I think we're 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 doing the world a giant service when we do that. So I, I thank you for making time today. Where can people find you?
1: I am on the web at comedywood.com. Mm-hmm. And if you actually hop over to that uh, my website, you can download a free ebook on just how to uh, limit or how to end limiting beliefs. Okay. And then I am also on Facebook and Instagram and Pinterest, all with the handle. It's authentic me
0: it's authentic me so i'll make sure all that is in the show notes below so anyone out there listening wants to connect with comedy you can just check the show notes and you um you can find all of her info did you just one more time there it's authentically me it's authentic me it's authentic me okay got it make sure i had that right okay Mm -hmm. all right great um comedy thank you so much for joining me today now I I, I want to circle back for just one minute you said you were in North Carolina whereabouts
1: I live right outside of Raleigh in oh Cary. wow you're
0: mm-hmm. I'm in Raleigh you're literally right down the street from me <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. when you said that I thought oh my gosh North Carolina because most of my guests are like in other places so that's interesting. Wow. Well, I know I very
1: rarely do I get clients who are in my state too, because it's like, you know, that I get them all over the world. So whenever somebody's right. from North Carolina,
0: I get really excited. Totally. <laughs> totally. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you again for making time to talk with me today. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. If anyone out there wants to connect with comedy, please check her out in her, at her website, comedywood.com or any of her social media handles, take advantage of the free gift of people. I'm telling you, when you have opportunities to invest in your personal development, it's, it doesn't matter where you are on your journey, um, if you're just starting, if you're you're at a point in your life where you're asking yourself what's next, or if you're at a point where you're thinking, I think I need a reset or a change. This type of this type of conversation is where the growth happens. So I want to invite you to take advantage of Comedy's free gift. Reach out to her if you feel so inclined. Um, to uh, to have a conversation. And if you're out there and you're looking for something different, I want to remind you that we do go on several retreats throughout the year. If you're looking for a chance to get away, kind of reframe what's working for you, what's not working for you maybe, or maybe you're kind of at a crossroads in your life and you're thinking, okay, I got to figure out what's next. Um, I really want to invite you to think about this. Every We want to be together so badly in person now. People are so over staying home. And we the magic really happens when we're together. That's something that you really can't achieve on a, when you're looking at someone across a computer screen. So please check out my website www and you can see where we're going. We've got a few more trips. In 2022, I'm recording this in September of 2022. um, We're going to be coming out with our 2023 calendar, probably within the next month. We do have a trip to St. Lucia already planned in January, and we're going to have more trips um, throughout the year. So please say yes to yourself, invest in yourself. You never go wrong when you invest in yourself, um, no matter what. Um, Before I sign off, thank you for all of your support of the show and of me and of my message and helping me share it with people that you think need to hear it today. That's one of the reasons why I have this show, because I feel called to remind people that you always have options. You always have choices as to how you do you. And you can make a different decision any day that you want to, Um, as long as you love the reason you're making the decision and you have your own back. That's really what it's about. Um, And if we've learned anything over the last two or three years, it's that time is short and we want to make the most of every single moment. So thank you for all of your support. Um, We are heard all over the world and we continue to reach more people. And I could not do it without you. So thank you. This is Alison Kaczkowski with The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. You're one step closer to living your ultimate life. So make it a good one.